Thank you, Jesus. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your word is like fire in my bones. Holy! Holy! Your glory is a crown upon our heads. Jesus, we love you. Don't you love him? Love you, Jesus. Sometimes people mistake joy for mockery, but we're just drunk as you suppose. All the time on the new wine, and our faces always shine with the fruit of the Spirit of God. I just realized Galatians 5. You guys want to read it? Yeah. Yay, the Bible! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Berean Bar. <laughs> the Berean Bar. <laughs> Study to show yourselves approved in the Bible. If you are shallow in the Bible, You'll be baptized in the world. Shaba. And I know they say my interpretation sucks. That's true. It sucks the golden hookah. It sucks the glory cloud. I literally suck big time. Suck with the glory. <laughs> Just a sucker for Jesus. A sucker fish. You guys like signs and wonders? Let the precious things of heaven fall on us in this place, all over the human race. The precious things of gold, the precious things of oil. The precious signs and wonders of heaven, of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the precious things of God fall on us fresh and new in this generation, in this day, right now, in a major way. So this was in 2008 during the Florida outpouring. I hadn't gone to the dentist for eight years. And I had three really bad fillings that were causing discomfort in my mouth. I was living in a condemned house illegally by the law of love legally. Could barely afford the I think I signed up for $39.99 for the the dish to get the Florida outpouring on God TV every day because we were in revival in America during that time. And I didn't care about anything. I had a $20 car. And then very soon it became a $0 car because it literally disintegrated. As I was going onto an on-ramp, 
The whole axle came off and I slid with metal on concrete going downhill in St. Paul, 50 miles an hour. And I just turned it gradually to the left with no wheels and slid with sparks flying everywhere. And it parked up next to the curb perfectly going uphill. That was the end of my $20 car. During the Florida revival. My car was in revival. There was fire everywhere. Blood, fire, and billows of smoke. That was one of the funnest experiences of my entire life. Because I almost died. <laughs> Everything's fun in the glory. <laughs> Near-death experiences are fun in the glory. And that is the truth anyhow. So don't have a cow. As we turn to Galatians chapter 5, which is our chow chow. See how that rhymed too? There's a rhyme for everything, yes. Bob Ross. The Bob Ross intensity is here. Be afraid. No one turns into fluffy little cloud Bob Ross chan channel to get intimidated. You know what I mean? They tune in because I know it's going to be easy. <laughs> it's going to be light. I'm going to be soaking in a prophetic portal of prophetic art. Like Atari version Akiana. Like 8-bit Akiana. And some 1986 glory. <laughs> And I'm just in the fluffy little cloud. <laughs> my, my favorite part of the Bob Ross channel? Cleaning the brush. <laughs> so you gotta do a lot of brush cleaning, that's the funnest part. That's the funnest part. That's why they call it an easel. It's an easel. And then clean the brush. Sometimes you need uh, paint thinner. Some of these messes only come off with paint thinner. God has given you his paint thinner without measure. Just inhale Bob Ross angelic third heaven paint thinner and go up into a fluffy little cloud. People are surprised that it's working. <laughs> I thought this was a joke. I thought this was a ministry of mockery of Christianity. No, it's a ministry of a mockery of Satan and his angels, though. You're close. It's a ministry of Psalms 2, 4, and 19. Do you have that verse memorized? No. Is it written on the tablet of your stony hearts? And by stony, I mean Jehovah-Wana. I have a really stony heart. Pray for me, brother. Something wrong with that guy. 
<laughs> keep him in your prayers I tuned into that and the scariest thing that I saw was that he really knew the word one Pentecostal said on the Southern Baptist channel concerning Red Letter Ministries that they were actually horrified how well I knew the Bible <laughs> everyone knows the Bible in the glory amen 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 People, you know, I don't understand how people cannot know the Bible. I don't even, I can't remember what it's like. And it's not to boast in my Bible reading Jesus. I've been reading my Bible. Why didn't you show up and meet me in a rapture? Why didn't you show up and help me like you helped everybody else? I never felt bad for myself. I'll be honest with you guys. In fact, I wish I had it harder in life. Because I'd be a better disciple right now. Instead of whatever this is, you know, it's a rainbow, rainbow guy. <laughs> and then they say, oh, you just beat yourself up. You just masochism. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Self-deprecation glory. I remember the reasonable animal mind when it used to logically try to explain everything. I remember that. You know, that's what I'm stabbing like Michael Myers in Halloween every day now with the glory. You know that. You know how that song goes. Listen, man. Jesus. Likes to kill animals. Now, this ain't like, uh, what's his face hanging cat heads on poles over in Wisconsin. That was a different spirit. And I know you guys are like, what? Yeah, the, the spirit of the serial killer, a little different than the spirit of the high priest. Now you're like, I already knew that. Oh my gosh. Get your pride out of here right now. Get your pride out of here right now. You guys remember that guy over in Wisconsin that as a child cut all the cats' heads off? And then as an older dude, he, he killed all these women and ate them. And he got born again in prison. Then the dude shoved a, a broomstick up his butt into his heart and killed him. Who am I talking about? Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Now, where are you going with that one? They're just walking on some thin ice there. We're, we're going into serial killer glory. Listen. Listen. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer had a calling on his life as a priest. He got warped up in the occult, and the demons gave him a counterfeit of killing it in the natural, and even killing souls in the natural instead of the spiritual. Awfully quiet in there. Oh, I don't know how I can redeem that into the joy cloud. I'm the, I'm just here for some fluff. How dare you give me some sound teaching? Now listen here, drunken glory flakes. And by flakes, I mean the gold flakes. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> Listen here. The greater the glory, the easier it is to receive a higher teaching. The teaching of the elevations of the glory is what pegs your soul in that place. If it was all wine, then you wouldn't have the bread of heaven, you wouldn't have meat, you wouldn't have any teaching, you wouldn't have the word of God, and you wouldn't have heaven. You know what I mean? Jesus is the rock-solid word. He's the word made flesh. John 1. Now, when we're younger in the drunken glory, which is younger in ecstasy, listen, we're not against ecstasy. Angelic ecstasy is the way. The issue is when you're experiencing angelic ecstasy, ecstatic experiences, and you begin to embrace it, you need the word, not the religious word, not the word that oppresses, the word that possesses and the word that makes you rock solid. Otherwise, guys, I have seen people in the glory become the biggest antichrist in the whole world. Awfully silent in here. Oh, gee whiz, how could it be? Uh, Lucifer covering cherubim of glory. His name means covering cherub. Now he's Satan, the accuser of the brethren. Why? Because he was in the fullness of God's glory and then got selfish. Right? Yeah. He got... His eyes came off of God and went upon himself. And he said, holy crap. I'm ridiculously good looking. <laughs> he said, oh, we're getting, you know, Isaiah 14, the I am's of, of Lucifer. Some other sermon. You can read that in your own time. Amen. Like, the, and I can hear people watching. They're saying, those are the only verses in the Bible I have memorized. <laughs> <laughs> we got some some Luciferians watching right now that only memorize the IMs of Satan <laughs> and and they're proud of it. <laughs> that shouldn't scare you, that should get you drunk. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> It does not intimidate a son and daughter of Zion that, that the enemy uses the Bible for selfishness. The enemy has been perverting the word from the beginning. Remember, Satan only tempted Jesus Christ with the dead letter. The dead letter. That was the only temptation that the Messiah had from the fallen angel formerly known as Lucifer that's now simply... Beezlebub, Lord of the manure pile of souls and flesh. Not just flesh, but souls that are not circumcised from the flesh. So he is a king of all souls that are not purified. And it's real. It's a real kingdom. The Bible calls it a kingdom. <laughs> Satan took him up and showed him all the kingdoms. He's a king of many kingdoms. He's a king of kings. And we don't like to talk about it, but I would not have hey! you be ignorant of the wiles of the evil one because if you don't understand it, you're going to be oppressed by it, guaranteed, lacking revelation. It's not hey! to build up the enemy. It's to expose the enemy so you can destroy the enemy. Woo! <laughs> wow, somebody likes that. <laughs> 
Shaba. Uh-huh. We're in the glory. We love your glory. We drink your glory. We eat your glory. We wine and dine in the glory sunshine all the time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we're never bored. You know, I've had a couple years of healing up in the penthouse from the slaughter and massacre of the open field of the beast here in the crack house for 12 years. And uh, it was wonderful. I love Joel's army. I love the armies of God. I love the battle of God. I love the victorious energy in battle. I love Prince Michael of all the warring angels of God. I love the nature of my father as the chief warring king of Israel. Love it. That never goes away, but it will make peace every day. And so a lot of times when you're battling and you've all had different battles in your life, many inside yourself, many outside yourself, and it's not like that's over, but there's a maturity here now that Joel's army has stepped into that it's going to make it a lot easier for people. The battle's going to get easier. There will be wrestling. Why? Because there's stuff in your heart that you can't see. There's stuff in my heart I can't see. That's why the only thing I got going for me is the Lamb of God of perfected humility. So people can see His glory. I'm not up here boasting about me. I'm talking about Jesus with every word. And this is for every single person that becomes the white eagle bird. So their life doesn't end up like a flying rat turd. Hey man? <laughs> you gotta get your ears and your senses out of the flesh by the sword of the Lord, by the revelatory word of God from the realm of His glory. That power, that energy will take your mind and put it in a baptism of His glory, of His spirit, of His power, of His energy, of His angel feathers. He can suddenly transport your mind and your senses into the room of rest, and there's the angel to attest. <laughs> Someone just got raptured. I saw it right now. It's, it was, yeah, you. And the one behind you. It was actually the angel of the camera. We have an angelic cameraman that stands at the camera every day. And he, and he chose me. He has this ability. It's like... Uh, the guy from uh, Ragnarok or something where they're in that high elevation with Thor and he keeps the uh, the portals and he puts the sword into the machine and you know that whole deal there you guys know it better than me because the anointing's frying my brain right now so I can... yeah that guy yeah the black warrior with the golden eyes that can see everything in every dimension. There's an angel like that man that stands by our camera 
and releases it like a portal into the media, into the people's screens, and into their their uh, microphones, their um, their speakers, and into the rooms, their cars, and wherever people are watching, the angelic portal releases this in this place, this glory that we cultivate through thanks, praise, worship, preaching, revelation, sonship, intoxication, all of the kingdom activity of heaven, and it goes right through the video. It's like a video angel. And uh, I'm sure people will get more better, accurate, fun descriptions than that. But that's exactly the function of it. And that's what's most important. Amen? Yeah. And so the angel just flashed. And so when I look at to the angels, and the angels show me flashing lights all the time, you begin to see the angelic arena more and more as your spirit rises in your heart with the eyes of the anointed one. What's the name of the anointed one? Lord of Angels. That's his name. The name of Jesus Christ in the Bible is called Lord of Hosts. Host means angels. Lord of Angels. So that's who you have in you. The Lord of Angels. You're going to be at home with the angels. Why? Because your very spirit is of that dimension and glory realm. Your spirit is now seated in heaven with the angels and your soul and your mind is awakening to that true place of reality inside the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in the kingdom realm. Amen? Amen. And so the angels are sent to help us go into the glory and to come out of everything else, to come out of any shadow, any second heavens, any counterfeit glory, any Moses glory. Any glory of the law, any glory of religion. Religion has a fading glory, which is the most deceptive thing in the entire world. Satan is an angel of glory, but it's a fading glory. <laughs> They're called angels of glory, angels of light in the Bible, but that light deceives because it's a second heavens creation glory. There's the glory of the stars, Romans 9 through 11. If you read the Bible, it talks about the glories of the animals, the glories of the stars, the glory of men, the glory of women, the glory of all this stuff. And why is Paul talking about glories of creatures in creation when he's talking about the birds and the reptiles and the beasts in Romans 1? Because we're deceived by the glory of the creature. Okay? And it's not like, oh, I'm the only one not deceived. Listen, man, the only one not deceived is the Holy Spirit. It's just how much has He filled your heart and risen in your soul to possess you with revelation. So you're only delivered by the rising of the living waters, Ezekiel 47, measurements of how much the Holy Ghost has filled you, filled and flooded with God Himself, Colossians 2.10, in the full spiritual stature of not you, not me, of Jesus Christ in us, the glory, the glory. There's only one glory, and it's Christ, and him crucified to death. <laughs> to death. That's the only sharing of light from the heavenly realm that exists on this planetary system. So if there's a glory outside of the cross, how often is it the devil? 
10,000% of the time, dude. Is that even a real figure? Did you even go and get the real percentage or you just make up a number? 10 trillion, billion, gazillion, million billion, quadrillion, Googleplex. <laughs> So that's how you test the fruit if you're watching and you're like a discerner. <laughs> you might want to look for the crucifixion with Mary Company at the cross, drinking out of a spirit side. <laughs> right? Because he ain't drinking from his spirit side. You ain't in the glory because the glory only comes from the cross. That's what the vineyard is. Mm. Making me salivate because I, I actually uh, drink continuously while I'm preaching. Oh, King Agrippa, I've preached myself drunk. Therefore, I come out of any funk without even using my funk, which is total bunk. <laughs> if we're in our brain, guaranteed insane. If we're in our spirit, how many y'all know we're in the latter rain? Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. 10,000 times 10,000 coming out of the holy ones. I will ask my father, and he will send to me immediately. Eight legions of angels. And Pontius Pilate said, And so you are a king. It is as you say. Yeah. It is written. It is as you say. Yeah. See, to the priests and kings of earth, Revelation 1, Jesus is in heaven. He's writing the word to his friend on Patmos. And he says, To the kings and the priests, on the planet still. I ain't there anymore. My spirit's there. But I'm up here physically. His soul is up there physically. But his spirit is now poured out on some flesh. Just the ones fasting and reading their Bibles. Oh, God. Oh, God. Help those people. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm angry at you because I've been trying hard on you. Look at how good I am in the flesh. You don't wear holy clothes like me. Leviticus says if you mix polyester with cotton, you're going to hell. I tuned into that Joel's bar and I saw a tattoo and I knew it was the devil. Because I'm under... Levitical law in 2022 like a freaking barbarian like a carnal minded mole rat I've never seen light before in my life my interpretation of the scripture is pure darkness if you don't come down and serve the religious devil and satanic hell of misery with me you're not holy Holiness means suffering. Holiness means I'm having it real hard. And I'm trying real hard. 
You don't look like you're trying, so I can't support this ministry of effortless, weightless glory. I only support satanic works of the religious spirit that looks hard and difficult. We call them orphan pimps. When I see an orphan pimp on Facebook, you know what I do? I go on there and I check to see if they're friends with Shadrach. I check to see if they're friends with our missionaries and people that are real disciples in the kingdom glory. And if they're not, and they're up there pimping orphans, and it's like, you know, help my orphans, I tell you what, each one gets blocked off the face of the earth. That is not how you advance the kingdom. That is prostitution. Awfully silent in here. You guys into orphan pimps? You like Satan or something? Come on, man. Come on, man. You're not into the devil. We're into the glory. And then, you know, the religious spirit chimes in and says, but who's going to take care of the poor? What, what about, you know who's going to take care of the poor? Those that ascend into the glory cloud. Hey, don't tell me you're taking care of the poor with you out there pimping orphans. And I know that you, some of you got religious demons in you and you're offended by that, but you need to ascend into the glory cloud, watch yesterday's service, close your eyes, take a deep breath. It's okay, it's not about you, it's about the Holy Spirit. He'll lift you up even if you're religious. He don't care. I mean, the Holy Ghost is everywhere just waiting for people to use Him to go up higher to meet Jesus in the clouds. I mean, we've been in the clouds since day one. Who are these that fly along like clouds? Oh, normal Christians that live in the glory. Amen? If you're not in the clouds, you're going to be down on the earth, sad, depressed, prostrated, ruled over by circumstances, arise and shine from the circumstances in which have kept you prostrated by the glory cloud, Isaiah says. Which means nothing can put you down when you've learned to fly around. <laughs> Your spirit can soar so you're not yoked to the Babylonian whore. Amen. Do you know what the whore of Babylon is, guys? Now, just be revelatory here. This is a time of feasting and revelation. Nothing I say is about you. Okay? It's all about healing and deliverance for the whole body, corporately together, because the Word of God is for everyone to eat every day. Nothing I've ever said is to be taken through individual interpretation. That's illegal according to the Bible. This is for corporate healing and deliverance. Do you know what the whore of Babylon is? Holy Eve! Oh, yeah. Eve! Well, that's not fair to Adam. It's not Adam. It's Eve. Adam went into Eve. Okay? Eve followed the snake, or the fallen seraphim. It wasn't actually Lucifer. It was a different fallen archangel, if you read the book of Enoch. It was, a, it was not the Satan you know as the Spanish prince. It was a different Satan that pulled Eve out of the kingdom glory, out of the Garden of Eden. Truth anyhow. It wasn't the main devil that you think. It's not true. So, there's many Satans. 
Obviously. The one that took Eve out of the garden, or out of the glory, out of the confidence that she had in her spirit that ruled over her soul, that ruled over her mind, that ruled over her bones, to the point where she had zero consciousness of self and was only aware of the Father's glory. That Satan stole all Eve's glory. So then Eve got filled with what that fallen angel had and became the first witch. And then she gave birth to Cain, who was of the evil one. It is written, this is written scripture in 1 Peter. Cain was of the, his father, the devil. People say, well, did they have sex together? Angels can have sex with, I mean, that's not even important. I mean, screw doctrine and theology, get a life. Get burned up in the glory. If you're into doctrine and theology, you're not even relevant to the glory. You need to close your eyes and take a drink and ascend into the cloud and become like a little child that doesn't use his thinker, that uses his drinker. Because if you're not spirit-minded, spirit-here intelligence, none of this stuff matters anyway because you don't even understand how to grow. You're still headstrong, which is full of Satan. Crucify your head, then this will be the children's bread. Crucify your head, then the word of God will be the children's bread. If you're in your head, you're dead. If you're in your heart, you have a new start. And so while it's still called today and you're hearing the word, do not harden your heart. Enter your heart. Why don't we harden our heart? Because salvation is inside our heart. Christ in us, the glory. So you have to use your consciousness to go inside your soul. The center of your soul is your spirit where the potential of the light of his glory can rise in your hearts as the day star on high, the bright and morning star, Jesus Christ, the King of glory, the Lord of glory. Eve depolarized, gave all the glory of her soul to a fallen angel. Okay, and then Adam followed Eve, even though he understood that she had given the glory to a fallen angel. That's what the Bible says. Adam did it with knowledge, Eve did it in ignorance, and both of them got forgiven later on. This ain't condemnation stuff, this is revelation. To understand the fall, the curse, all of it with wisdom, with practical abilities of the Holy Ghost to defeat the curse. To defeat the curse of the fall. Yeah, and this will completely change your reproductive systems. It won't pass on curses to your children. Your children will be born levitating and glowing like angels, like Noah. In the future, it's a promise. Kids will walk through walls. They won't. There will be no pain in childbirth because the curse will be reversed. It is written. He is going to completely change the insides of men and women to once again be the temples of his complete and perfect glory, which is the Garden of Eden. <laughs> so Eve that is not regenerated and ascended into the glory. Now many people come out of an Adam and Eve nature and get born again and now they're new creatures. But those that don't get born again are of the Adamic and the Eve, mother and father race when they're born of flesh, which means you're completely serpent when you're born and you must be born again. And you look at your little cute kids and you love them with all your heart, but they need to be regenerated in your spirit, in their spirit. They need to be filled in their spirit. You cannot train flesh to the things of the kingdom. You cannot train flesh to ascend into heaven. 
flesh has no inheritance in the kingdom of heaven, Apostle Paul says in the Bible. The flesh will be intoxicated by the victories of the spirit as the spirit conquers the soul, as the spirit conquers the chambers of the heart, as the spirit conquers the spirit of rejection, as the spirit conquers the spirit of an orphan and the spirit of lust and the spirit of religion, as the spirit conquers the spirit of witchcraft and the spirit of sorcery, as the spirit of Babylon gets conquered, you will have victory shared with the Holy Ghost and your spirit through your soul and that's why you're intoxicated with joy all the time. Because you're overcomers. You've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Hallelujah. Barbecue of animal flesh. So we can call this revival of the sons of God the barbecue of Eve. And of course, she, she's going to say, you don't love me. And you just push push her down further into the fire. I'm not talking to the beast anymore. And that includes men as well, because all flesh is born of woman, which is all Eve, which is the whore of Babylon. Truth, anyhow, be baptized in the Holy Spirit in fire. And let your serpent nature die today on the cross with Jesus Christ, so that your spirit can soar on the wings of eagles and you're not practicing the flesh yeah. amen but the fruit of the holy spirit the work which his presence within accomplishes is love this is what the spirit of god highlighted to me last night i was listening to brother wade taylor from a sermon in 1975 he's a great revelator and I've, I've listened to all the prophets and apostles of the 70s and the 80s not I mean not all but all the ones that have been thousands thousands I mean the culmination of the wisdom of the ages is all the revelation that has been shared with prophets you understand and so God has trained me with all of the prophets and all of their words. And so, I mean, anyone that has juice on them, and Brother Wade has juice on him. And I know a lot of people are just introduced to the juice. The juice of Salem, Jerusalem. The juice of peace, the juice of his glory. And we're kind of like picking and choosing. And it's like, I'll, I can only receive from our land. That's because you trust me. But you can trust all the true mature prophets. Yeah. And there's like thousands thousands and so all of them have the word of god and they have different perspectives of the father's wisdom prophets see in part it is written sons see face to face total different measure maturity but in order to grow prophetically in wisdom you're going to need all the prophets of all the ages which is called the wisdom of the ages what's wisdom the word of god understood and practically imparted for practical ability to rule the world, which is called wisdom. The wisdom of the prophets is the only wisdom from God on this planet, and the men and the women that it came through get richer and richer when you get wiser and wiser. They're storing up heavenly rewards right now because all of their wisdom of all of the ages, of all of the prophets, is in this generation, and we're gonna have all of it. We're not gonna be in divisive tribalism, okay? 
We're going to be in the union of the Holy Spirit, and that's available. It doesn't mean you have to have 40,000 people in agreement. It just means you have to be in agreement with God. Not the God of the second heavens and the external bewitchment of false Jesus, the false Holy Spirit. Christ in you that requires crucifixion for every degree of ascension in the 33 degrees of the soul. Like, take up your cross and follow me. Mount Zion is Calvary. So your spirit gets across as a seed in your belly when you're born again. Now, did you go up one notch of Calvary? Most don't. Most die in seed form at 80 or 90, and they never even let their seed, incorruptible seed of the Word of God, in which you're born again, First John, develop into a shoot. It never even became a shoot because there's zero God-inside-minded revelation in most churches. Some of the best churches are implementing huge amounts of God-inside-minded Revelation, which means they're developing the seed of the Word of God, which is the kingdom dimension as a portal in their bellies, birthing the Son of God, which is releasing rivers out of your innermost being and flooding your personality, which glorifies your personality, which is always the sweetness of the honey of Jesus Christ, the Word of God. There will be no bitterness in those who birth the Son. They'll have perfect fruitfulness, perfect love, perfect sweetfulness, perfect fruit perfect fruit and fruit that lasts the fruit of the sweet wine not the bitter wine not the wine of gall the wine of myrrh there's two different wines offered to Jesus on the cross one was a bitter wine and the other was a sweet wine he drank the sweet wine but he spit out the bitter wine he was not going to allow circumstances to allow bitterness to get into his heart. He was sweet even as he was crucified. That's the purity of Jesus. Oh my gosh. Let that be an impartation into your souls and spirits tonight. You can be sweet even if you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. You can stay sweet. And when you get bitter, you just repent because you had a hook of the enemy came in. You got a legal right. And people say, well, I have, I'm a victim. I have all these scars, all these memories, all these things that happened to me. Nothing happened to you as bad as Jesus. There's no one that can boast before Jesus saying, I had it rougher than you. No, it's not true. It's just, it's pride saying, I can't get healed because Jesus and God don't understand. It's pride. That God does not know how bad I've had it. God doesn't care. God cares so much that he gave you the Holy Spirit through his death to deal with the junk and to get it out of you by revelation. The food and the bread that's come down from heaven. What is healing? The Bible tells you the bread or the word is what heals the soul from all the wounds of the world and the abusers of the animal soul and the animal flesh which are what sinners are. Sinners practice the flesh. Flesh is an animal or a beast, and Satan is the chief of the beasts of all the field. And so everyone is so screwed up in the flesh and ruled over by fallen angels that we don't even have a grid for a healthy soul and a healthy body, but we're going to get a revelation and we're going to get healed and we're going to ascend and we're going to get so healthy that we can rain a glory cloud of health through all the earth over all the animals and heal everyone and close every hospital in the whole world yeah it's prophesied in the bible it's going to happen and it won't take your help either it won't even take your faith 
Your faith can't help God. God's possession in you is the faith of God that does the works of God. Your only part is to be the animal sacrifice. Say, I am the animal sacrifice. I am the living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to him. I will not serve the beast. I will serve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beast barbecue. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's just take a 10-minute praise break, and we'll come back with round two. <laughs> Amen. Treasure house. And, uh, they say, why are we having a praise break? Because the meat is so strong that unless you drink some wine in between, you can't receive it all. That's why. You have to break it up because it's so hard to digest the truth that unless you get a fresh joyful dance in you, a praise in you, a thanks in you. There's not even room in your souls for the word or for more teaching. Wow! So you just shut down and you're like, I've, I've had enough and there's no more room in your spirit for any more of God. And so like all the traditional glory Pentecostal teachers that, you know, went around the whole planet teaching thousands and thousands of times, they would break it up in between just so the people could digest more revelation. You know what I mean? Like, we want you completely packed full of C4 dunamis dynamite power and explosive ability of the Word of God in your spirit every day so you just have more than conquering testimonies with no problems in your life in any direction. Well, the Bible says in order for that to happen, you have to constantly feast. But we struggle feasting because it's not fun. You can only feast to the measure you're having fun with God. I'm like an old grandpa in the library. I could live in the library of heaven and feast for like five million years. I can sit there in front of the most boringest stuff of the highest degree of spiritual uh, revelation in the heavenlies that young people in Christ would call religious but it's just advanced training and righteousness. So you have to develop a diet for young people to constantly eat the word, make it fun, give them time in between teachings, advanced teachings. It doesn't mean you water down the revelation, you never water down the wine, but give room for the bread. You know, you just, you have bread, you have meat. And if you have wine, it just gets swallowed, goes down in your belly, can bear fruit, it'll strengthen your spirit. And you just learn how to prepare a feast for the maximum impartation of God the Father and the Lamb every single day. So in, in the past, I've taught in such a way where only like really mature people can handle all of it and digest all of it and understand all of it. You have to be a mature one, a weos, to sit down and get it all into your spirit. Those are 40 people on the planet. So I haven't been teaching for everyone. It's only for the government of God. Gideon's 300, the original mandate in 2006 is only train governmental mature leaders. Now it's opening up because the mature leaders are bringing the cloud from the heavenlies down upon all flesh where everyone can receive 
training in righteousness from the glory cloud at any level of maturity. That never existed before. It's a new day for believers. It's going to get easier and easier to eat the strong meat for the mature, Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians says. Strong meat for the mature. It's going to just, it's going to rain down quail like the wilderness. And you're not going to be cursed while it's in your mouth because you're in the new covenant. You're going to be blessed in your mouth as you eat the word, honey on your lips. The word of God is honey. It's going to be solid meat for the mature, so it's going to be solid meat in your mouth, which is in your mind and in your senses. And then it's going to go down into your spirit, and it's going to super energize your spirit into levels and abilities of the angel of God, of the great I am in whom I serve, in your bellies. The angel of God is in your bellies. Yahweh is his name. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that God is an angel. An angel-like being. The great I am. A light being. It says he's a light being or an angelic being. People are like, an angel? Oh, it's the truth anyhow, you freaking Pharisees. <laughs> truth anyhow. You gotta have foundations of God as a light being. Otherwise, you're not even going to be going into God. You'll be going into demons. God is light. God's a light being. So you have to take revelations of light to go deeper into God. Boldly approach the throne of grace. Guess what you're going to find on there? A man of light so intense that it will shred everything in disagreement out of your soul as you boldly approach him. Why do you have to be bold to approach him if he's so loving? The Bible says be bold. Be very bold to take your promised land, meditating on the verses Joshua 1, 8, night and day, and let them never depart from your heart, mind, or mouth. Meditate on all the things of God so you go into God and you have to be bold to go deeper because it confronts all the Eve nature, all the soulishness, the world, the goat, the badger, what we've clothed ourselves in in our culture and our generation, all of it will burn. And that's a good thing. That's what salvation is. Salvation comes through fire. One comes after me whose sandals I'm not fit to untie. He is going to baptize you in fire, which is glory. Fire is glory. So that's the glory, the fire. Amen. So the Holy Spirit says to you, come up the mountain of Calvary. There are other mountains in this world that people think are Mount Zion, and they're not. They're mountains of devils. Seven mountain mandate is devils. That ain't God. There's one mountain, Zion, which is Calvary. You only climb Calvary, the mountain of the Lord, by taking up your cross. It's the same exact cross. It's the same exact walk. As you ascend the hill of the Lord, you're simply dying more to you. And then there's more anointing that's not you being shared with your body by grace. Somebody say, I must decrease, he must increase. <laughs> okay, pick up your cross. Let's go. Here we go. Is it right here? Exodus 24. Exodus. Exodus. <laughs> hmm. 
pause and calmly think about that. <laughs> the sailor a 19. <laughs> Laughing is okay in the sailor. <laughs> Just means there's fruit. <laughs> Galatians 5.22 But the fruit Did you know it's singular? You either got it or you don't. Because it's Holy Spirit himself. But the fruit. You know, people think they got to do stuff to get fruit. You teach so much that you miss the simplicity of being possessed by the teacher. Teaching is for possession of Christ. So I just thought it was interesting last night. So I'm talking about earlier, Brother Wade Taylor. He was a wonderful revelator from the 70s and 80s, and he's passed away. But uh, he was an incredible prophet, and I'd recommend him on YouTube. You guys okay? <laughs> Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to honor you, oh my soul. You guys know that one? Rejoice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Spontaneous celebration that's common in the glory. <laughs> Can't copyright that one, Facebook. <laughs> I can just hear Warner Brothers demons say, We don't want to, you suck. <laughs> we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins, Disney, Viacom. We will see. Isn't Disney such an abomination? Can you, and it's not even... I mean, obviously, the, the stupid pedophile stuff that they're into. That's horrible. They're a bunch of idiots. Because they're Luciferian Freemasons. That's why, if you're wondering. But it's not even that the sorcerers and the wickedness of the second heavens of the natures of their fathers, the devils. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is that Johnny Depp is not going to be in another Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> that really actually bothered me. I said, oh my God, what kind of Jack Sparrow are we going to have now? Now I'm actually considering boycotting Disney after that. <laughs> oh, wait. Who makes the Mandalorian? <laughs> this is the way. You know, this is... Um, let me just give you some wisdom on this, too, because... People that are younger in the Lord, it's like all or nothing. And it's like, well, we just burned our TVs and now we can't be discipled <laughs> by the prophets. Mm -hmm. We've been in Facebook revival for since 2008. It's when I started broadcasting. We've been in Facebook revival now for 14 years. And we've seen so many people get swept away by angels of light just deleting their Facebook. And the, the devil wins. Listen. The Spirit of God says to you that 
Facebook is a better teacher than seminary. <laughs> Truth in him. <laughs> and so value the technical advances that allow you to have access to the highest level of food of all time, called the wisdom of the ages. Not that we're the best prophets of all time, but prophets build up each prophet after them, Elijah to Elisha. And that continues for thousands of years. So if you're in the glory stream, if you're in the prophetic anointing, you have a culmination of mantlings. It's not just you. That's madness. That's not the prophetic. That's Jezebel. This is a genealogy of Christ. The family of Christ is a genealogy of Christ. That's why the cloud of witness have interest in us. Because they've passed on to you a great wisdom, a great ability, a great glory, a great love, a great faith, and a great teaching. Tons of revelation. It's not a bad thing to eat all the wisdom of the prophets. In fact, if you don't, you're going to be clueless. To sit there and say, i got to get my own individual revelation is stupid. <laughs> Elijah had a school. Samuel had a school. It is totally ignorant to not take the investment of the generations, the genealogies of Christ. You are going to lose 99% of your power and ability and favor in the marketplace and in the priesthood. Your ministry is going to be partial. You're going to look bad. When God wants you to look good. I mean, I'm talking about good by the anointing, good by the glory, good by the signs and wonders, good by being so revelatory you're actually functioning in an office that helps people that listen to you, that's activating everything dormant in their spirit. That stuff has to be imparted into you, right? Romans 1 says that I might visit you to give you some kind of impartation, a spiritual gift. Okay, that's thousands of years ago. So anyone who's ever been fivefold has imparted into the next generation something out of heaven. That's what makes up the river of life. The river of life is all the impartations of all the prophets and all the apostles, all the kings, priests, and judges of all the ages of the world. Amen? Wow. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Can I at least get a truth anyhow? Truth anyhow. Oh. oh, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Just remember, you're at a Little League baseball game. Be alive out there. Keep your eye on the ball. And be a hitter. You want to hit a home run tonight. You don't want to just go to first. You want to go the whole wheel of life. You want to do a whole pass, a whole luminary pass, a whole cycle in the river through the heavens and back into the earth and recycle it in your spirit, getting fully stirred, fully moved by the Holy Ghost, fully moved by the wisdom of the ages, fully moved by the river. Amen. Amen. And don't get stuck in some uh, death star. You know, let the river carry you, the water courses of life. Let the glory cloud father you. And I was talking about earlier, but the Spirit took me somewhere else about 
the last two years being a time of refreshment in the penthouse. You know, I enjoy just soaking with my father, drinking cognac at his fireplace, like every day. Like, I'm so thankful for peace and quiet for the first time in my entire life. It's been total war since I've been born. I've never had any rest in my soul since birth. It's been total chaos and war all around me, death and murder, destruction. And for the first time in the penthouse, I have a place of rest and soaking where it's just me and God and worship and reading the Bible and just heaven, total heaven. And it's a, it's a secret place. You need a secret place. So first and foremost, you got to get into the river. You got to get the wisdom of the ages. And then the river will carry you into all kinds of new dimensions. If you have an orphan spirit, if you have a rejection spirit, if you have a root of bitterness, if you have all kinds of stuff of the enemy in you, you need to be in the river and get constantly washed. When the river has made your souls healthy by the washing of the water of the word, it will carry you up into heavenly places. In my Father's house, I have prepared places for you. If it were not so, I would tell you. These places are not out of your imagination. These places are not in the second heavens. These places are nothing that your brain can comprehend. Your mind cannot comprehend anything that the Spirit develops in your spirit. That's why you have to walk by faith, not by sight, in order to be a disciple for about the first 12 years in the glory. Truth anyhow, the eyes of the horns of the oil of the anointed one and his anointing sprout at about 12 if you've been in the hundredfold glory of the river of life controlling every layer of your soul for 12 years. That's when you become a boy or a young man or a young woman in the river, in the glory. Bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, Jesus was 12 and astonished the teachers at the temple, it is written. It's when you're, there's a graduation, you have a spiritual age. Enjoy being zero. Enjoy being one, enjoy being two, enjoy being three and four, but keep growing, keep maturing. If you don't, you'll die terrible deaths. You'll still be in hell on earth, even though you're saved. That's not the path. The path of righteousness, what? Shines ever brighter, which means I'm going up. I'm going up. I'm going to get changed and rearranged as I ascend into the glory. I'm going to go up into a higher place that I know nothing about because the Spirit of the Lord is taking me up into a new dimension of His glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 We go from one elevation to a new higher elevation by the Spirit who is the Lord. Amen? Not a fading glory. Not a religious glory. Not a striving glory. Not a satanic second heaven starry glory. A glory of the Holy Spirit, the man of light himself. How well do you know him? We want to know you higher. We want to know you more well. Holy Ghost, you are our Father. The Spirit of God here today is your Heavenly Father. It's time to know him in his love. It's time to know him as a white dove. It's time to know him from above. Let anything in your heart and mind that's keeping you lateral be pulled out of you by the power of the Holy Ghost. The power to deliver you from sins and the evil one. It will loose your hearts. It will loose your minds. It will loose your flesh. 
and you will ascend on the wings of your Father, the Holy Ghost. He will take you up. We're going to get caught up into the glory. And we're going to remain in the glory because we're well-fed revelation. If you don't have the revelation, you'll have a fading glory. And it's just ups and downs. When you get the revelation, the Word of God, which circumcises the heart, which circumcises the mind, the circumcision of the sword of the Lord and the Word of God in our souls is what pegs us into the dimension higher than ourselves. Be lifted out of yourself. Be lifted out of your flesh. Your spirit will go up into the heavens by the Word of God, the sheep gate to the Father. It is written, I am the door to God, Jesus Christ, red letters. That's real red letter ministry is taking human spirits, putting them through the word of God and into the glory realm where the father lives all the time, a perfect life and sharing with your spirit, the perfect Zoe kingship life of the father that most people don't even know exists. We're just trying to have it down here on the earth, working by the sweat of our brow. You need to ascend supernaturally by your spirit. It's wonderful to have zeal for your destiny scroll. The Holy Ghost showed me stuff now that you are zealous for your destiny. If you know your destiny, go after it with everything you got. All you're going to do is enhance all believers around you. Some of you have giving gifts. Go after millions and billions. It's not greed. It's not covetousness. Don't hold back. Be zealous for the marketplace. Don't settle for just a little because some religious spirit says you only need 250K a year. Nonsense. Go from glory to glory in the marketplace. Otherwise, it's a fading glory. You'll never fulfill your destiny. There's zeal with revelation, which makes you unstoppable in your destiny. Not someone else's destiny, yours. First and foremost, there's a treasure house in your bellies that's going to unlock a scroll that's going to rise into your heart and illuminate your mind as to your destiny. Once you see the scroll, read the scroll, then go after it with the Holy Ghost. And often he'll have team members around you. We'll have teams. Every church of the New Testament was a city. If you live in a city, the Bible says you live in a church. Welcome to the church of Minneapolis. I can't wait till this crack house dissolves. This is not a church. The church is a city where biblical Christians, the mountaintop has always ruled the cities. So we need to ascend the mountain of the Lord, the mountain of transfiguration of our souls, carrying our crosses, the mountain of Calvary, the mountain of the Lord will rise as chief of all the other mountains that don't have crosses in the last days and conquer them, dissolve them, throw them into the sea. If this mountain be cast into the sea by anyone carrying a cross, it'll be moved because you're bringing the death and resurrection of Jesus through your cross as you ascend Zion through legal means, the sheep gate to the Father. The sheep gate means with a cross. What's a false Christian? Any believer that doesn't have a cross climbing the mountain of fire, climbing the mountain of the Holy Ghost. The mountain of the Lord is the mountain of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
It's a mountain. It's an invisible mountain. It's more real than any visible mountain. Get faith tonight if you get anything out of this. Just say, there is an invisible mountain. Bob Marley got to find Zion. I'd play it, but they'd copyright it on Facebook and mute it. You know, I just... You know, I'm real bitter about it. You can... Angry. I know the glorified personality of God and I can discern the spirit. You're frustrated, brother. You don't know me because you don't know my father. Come in here with the cross ascending the Mount of Transfiguration. You're going to know the sons of God and you're not going to be deceived in unrighteous judgment towards us. Each one of us has a glorified personality from a cross on which we've, we've climbed actual, literal, Calvary. And it's backed up with every warring angel of the Lord of hosts. If it's the way of the Lord. If it's your way or your opinion or something else that has no backup, you'll be conjuring demons to try to fight the true disciples. We call that witchcraft. And we hate witchcraft, but it does do some funny stuff, doesn't it? I hate sorcery. It does some stuff. I've been wrestling the sorceries and the witchcrafts of born-again speaking in tongues believers since I was born again day one. I couldn't believe the same sorcery spirits were in the church as were in the occult. I've told you this many times. The same exact spirits of witchcraft, the spirits of the occult were in the assemblies of God and all the charismatic churches, the same as were in the necromancy's cults. I was astonished. You tolerate the persons of the wicked in here? It's a secret sense of church. Anybody can come in here, and if you don't have the gift of prophecy real deep in the cross and the glory, you don't even know what kind of mess you're tolerating in your church. That's why Alice Cooper said the best thing you could ever do is never bring your kids to church. Because you're bringing them into a graveyard of the occult. You're introducing them into the occult when you take them to a religious church. They're actually learning about the realm of the dead, how to practice evil spirits. Religious spirit is the darkest, most powerful spirit in the kingdom of hell. And that's typically what's taught and trained in in Christian churches. You're actually trained in the highest level of sorcery and necromancy in the communication with the realm of the dead. It doesn't get any deader than religion. And I'm talking about a level of religion that looks like God with lying signs and wonders. Jezebel, which is the last principality you overcome before your soul is glorified, according to the Bible, Revelation chapter 2, if you overcome Jezebel, that woman who says her prophet is not a prophet, then I'll give you the morning star if you overcome. It is written. Amen? Yeah. Amen. You got to conquer that stuff, not in others, like a hypocrite, in yourself, like one who slays their own soul as a living sacrifice. The false brethren point at others. The true brethren point at themselves and pay the price for others. There's no greater love than laying your life down for others, and you don't need to tell them about it because your rewards are in the glory. The great glory cloud will be a cloud of signs and wonders following the true disciples who believe. They'll have gold over, all over them all the time. They'll have feathers. They'll have gemstones. They'll have creative miracles and body parts coming out of nowhere. When I started out ministry, a dude was missing vertebrae in his spine. In 2006 at Substance Church. And I walked up to him. I looked like a homeless man. I had a beard down my belly button and payots and a beaver tail dreadlock down to my butt. But I was on fire for God in Pentecostal personal revival. And just a casual slip out of my mouth when he said, Brother, could you pray for me? I'm having terrible back problems. I said, Yeah, you're healed. 
And he said, oh my God, he felt something crack in his spinal cord. He went to the doctor, got an x-ray, new vertebrae, a creative miracle. <laughs> I said, is that easy to create body parts? That was in 2006, my first few months of full-time ministry. I couldn't believe how easy it was. You know why? Because I didn't do it. That's so you get shocked. I was just as, I was just as shocked as he I wouldn't say more shocked, because that's not true. Because I was pretty fried back then, too. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Don't lie in church. Remember Ananias and Sapphira. Amen. Oh, 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 <laughs> you know, it's effortless in the weightless glory. The signs and wonders are effortless. The main problem is just, we don't know how to enter the rest. So the Bible says, labor to enter the rest. What's the labor? Believe in the one God sent. Honoring the Holy Spirit, honoring who the Holy Spirit's using, who's, who the Holy Spirit's used in past generations, which is the wisdom of the ages, and honoring who the Holy Spirit's using now is how you stay in the river. If you get out of dishonor, you're gone. You're in Egypt. You're in Satan. <laughs> and so most people get tempted by that stuff because they just get tricked into some kind of reasoning in their mind as to why they have a justifiable means to murder their brother and sister. Why they have a justifiable means to no longer walk with them. And we just take it all personally. He's like, oh, he's talking about me. I'm talking about... I think I've seen a, a million people, if not more than that, come through RLM since 2008. We had over 3,000 comments on every video on Facebook, including everyone from the Florida Revival. All the worship leaders, all of those big-time people on God TV, all of them, including most of the dudes now that are the major leaders in, in Charismatic Church, were commenting on those videos in 2008. Not to say I'm important, but I'm telling you guys, they were attacking us viciously. Of course, the people are like, well, did you forgive them? Dude, that's 14 years ago in revival history. The issue is, now we're going to pioneer for our brothers and sisters who threw us in a pit with the Technicolor Sonship yeah. mantle. We're going to pioneer a realm when they finally come back to us and are restored to what we pioneered for them that's far outside the four walls of the church. It's so far out of charismatic Christianity, they don't even have a grid for it. It's true. I don't think Bobby Connor even has a grid for Red Letter Ministries. I love Bobby Connor and honor him as a senior prophet, but I'm telling you, if you live within church buildings and do ministry in church buildings and you're not out there in the wild, wild west all the time living and learning about everything, you might not understand what God's doing. Most of the great prophets that I've encountered in my life did not understand the interpretation of their prophecies. They actually attacked how the Holy Spirit was interpreting their own prophecies. I've seen it hundreds of times. True, real, sent of God, mature prophets that couldn't comprehend the interpretation. I remember Bob Jones, I walked with him in the realm of the natural. He was in a different location, obviously, but I was here. And in major, major ways, every single day practically was confirming the advancements of Joel's army. I mean, we're talking about complete synchronization. There were times where I would speak to people around me for two hours, like a river pouring out of me. We'd go and see a Bob Jones conference and word for word, 
sentence for sentence, paragraph for paragraph, the exact same two hours of speech came out of Bob Jones, word for word. And people, not that they believe in me, just that you're synchronized in the same river. And for 10 years, I experienced that with Bob Jones. People, it doesn't matter if you know him in the flesh. If you know him in the spirit, it's the real deal. It's not about naming a big name so that you're associated with the ministry. Obviously, we don't care about that. There's only 40 people watching right now. If I cared about that, I would have sold out to all the people asking to have big television shows with uh, the Vice documentary that I was offered 12 different television shows. And I said no to all of it because it was Babylon and they wanted to create, cre create the narrative to taint the purity of the prophetic word. And so God won't allow that no matter how big you can get. I'm not selling out. I will never sell it. Now, if there's an opportunity in a door of gold and a door of light, I always walk through it. Maybe I don't understand at first, but then the door reappears. You're, I'm not missing out what God's doing. So I, I see the doors of light. I see the doors of gold. And if it's a black door, if it's a door of selfishness, it's a door of self-promotion, you couldn't get me to go through that even if you shot me in the head with a sawed-off shotgun. Mm. Truth, truth anyhow, just to show you how stubborn I am against Satan, I won't go through a door into having it easy just because you get material rewards. So you get tested and all that stuff, and so thank God we have the, the ability to see by the anointing oil because there's been thousands of those doors, and that's why you see everyone disappear. They're going through the dark doors. You have the keys of the kingdom to open doors of light and close doors of darkness that no one can open. We close those doors, but it's an easy door. It's a promotional door. I get my own TV show. Yeah, under a producer who's a sick dude that will totally mutilate the expression of the Holy Spirit. Don't do it. Don't do it. And so you, I mean, you hear about this with uh, people that are so wonderful, like Charlie Robinson, how he went into Korea and met with the billionaire in Korea who's a born-again Christian, and the dude offered him a million dollars because he liked his ministry. And the Lord says, don't take it. But he's like, but Lord, but Lord, but, but. Don't take it. And he denied a million dollar check from a billionaire. And I said, Lord, and he said, Lord, why did I deny the million dollar check when he came back to Canada? He's a Canadian. Love Charlie Robinson. First tier minister. First tier minister. <laughs> tier one. <laughs> he said, because you sowed it into the future billionaires of the body of Christ in North America. And just take that word into your spirit right now. There's people right now that the prophets that have come before you, like Charlie Robinson, he's one of them, one of many, have, have paid a price so high you can't even imagine in order to impart abilities into this region and this continent. And there's thousands of people that we're going to be thankful for in understanding the price they paid to bring heaven to earth for everybody to have the highest possible life of third heaven on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. And so you honor the prophet, you get a prophet reward. What's the prophet's reward? The deepest desires of your spirit brought about by the power of the Holy Ghost. If you dishonor a prophet, you don't get the desires of your heart. Simple as that. You don't get anything. You might get 60 years of breath in your lungs, but you'll die and go to hell. <laughs> the murderers of the prophets are the ones that go to hell. You have to honor the Holy Spirit in the prophets to get into heaven. Do you know that? Because they're the voice of God. If you don't like the voice of God on earth, you're going to hate him in heaven. He's even more intense in heaven. If you don't like his representatives that represent him accurately, the real prophets, 
on earth. If you don't like them, and there's many of them, and there's all different levels of maturity. Some are more mature, some are less mature, but they're still prophets. So there's something to glean from all the office called prophets, and prophets are very rare. It's not a dime a dozen deal. It's a very rare deal. The prophetic gifting is very common. The prophetic office is the rarest of all the fivefold office. Okay? So the prophetic gifting, you can seek prophecy as any kind of believer and not be a prophet that's predestined for ordained. Prophets are, are predestined for ordained before they're even born in their mother's womb. Jeremiah, it is written. I knew you'd be, and I called you to be a prophet to the nations before you were even conceived in your mother's womb. You came as a light being out of the Father, and I wrapped you in your womb, and I created all this stuff for you to do to represent me, to change the course of history and civilization by my word and by my spirit that I created you in as a prophet. So the prophets control the water courses of times, sands of time. Listen, God's sovereign here. Now I know not everyone walked with the prophets, but the ones that did were the most blessed people of their generation. Like Job, like Moses, like Abraham, like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel, like Daniel, like Jesus. Who walked with the prophet Jesus? Who walked with the prophet Paul? Who walked with the prophet John? Who walked with the prophets in the last 2,000 years? Those that were the closest to the prophets walking with the office prophets were the most blessed people at the highest quality of life in the world because if you let's chronicles say if you bless the prophets and honor the prophets second chronicles 2020 want to go there hallelujah yes let's go there <laughs> yes <laughs> shaba Thank you, Jesus. Shondo rivo kundri vacarayande, orima corrando. Zindri vedrigaro, jivera kundri vedrigadria. Indri vedrigadrivo jindakai, zutur kundri vedrigadriande, candere vosco. Eriaji, candariare. Eri. I could really use some music to let the word go down. Zondre vokudri vedrigadriande. Shondre vedrigadri vedrigadriande. Oi, 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 Shuba. I like the feeling of the sword of the spirit. I like the guardian of the Garden of Eden, the guardian sword of fire. I like it. I'll stand right in it. You know, you'll have to stand in that sword to get back into the garden with your soul and your mind. What kept them out is what keeps you in the same exact sword of the Word of God. Now you have the blood of Jesus to cleanse your conscience so you can stand in it and not die. You can stand it and fly. Same exact thing. God's ways never change. You're changing by just getting confidence to, let's see if I can go into that sword and if it cuts me, strikes me, kills me, delivers me, heals me, raises me up. We'll see. But some animal parts will fly off if you guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Shaba.
love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. See, the cloud of rest is heaven's best. Just enjoying yourself in the glory. The performance stuff of the religious spirit is dying in all the second heavens, puppeteering of not being able to enjoy the deep things of God and just kind of this frantic pace of hurry, hurry, hurry. No, man, chill out. There's no hurrying in the glory. It's eternity in the glory. Your full-time job is to enjoy the cloud and gain abilities of the cloud to be the most excellent people of all the earth, to demonstrate the golden glory, like the gold workers of Moses, the most skilled men and women who've ever lived because they were trained by the glory of God to be the best at their trades in all the world. If you're a Levite, you're the best priest. You love cutting up the animals in yourself and others. If you're the 11 tribes, you're the best marketplace rulers. You're going after it. You're not getting into Babylon. There's a lot of people that have been carried away by Babylon and it's extremely grievous. The spirit of Babylon is all of the fallen angels of the second heavens that get people caught up into things outside of developing their inner man. They get into ministries that don't teach ascension or crucifixion or climbing Calvary as Zion. And so they get ensnared by literal sorcerers of charismatic witchcraft. Not minorly, majorly. So the majority of the people that I've trained over the years have been ensnared at different realms in the universe because they couldn't walk with me. Look, they're not walking with me. You're only blessed when you're walking with the prophets. They're not walking with the prophets anymore. They're not blessed. They're totally deceived. They're, the fallen angels have taken them far away. And I know because I check on them and they're just a mess. They're worldly. They're into family idolatry. They're into covetousness and greed and the false blessings of the Luciferians of the second heavens, which is people think that God has blessed me because I'm successful. Man, if you're not successful in your spirit, you're the most cursed person in the world. The Bible says the greatest curse is to gain external things and not develop the eternal things in your spirit. So they get, they become so cursed. Listen guys, so what I'm seeing now is that the glory cloud's going to get so strong on the true sons that have climbed Calvary with the real cross of Jesus that the cloud is going to go back and harvest them out of their prison cells of second heaven's idolatry. They're not in the gloomy chains. They're in the light of Lucifer. They're in the Luciferian light of the stars that fell from heaven. They're in idolatry. They're ensnared in false light, serving false gods, angels of light. 100% of the time, if anyone is not walking close with the prophets, there's not even a question if they're ensnared by Babylon. It's how bad is the damage. It's the measurement of the damage guaranteed 100% of the time. If you're not walking closely with the prophets, and there's prophets on earth, it's not just me, but there are others, and we're in total unity, complete, in the spirit, maybe not in the soul, maybe not so much in the mind, those realms don't matter half as much as you think they do, but in the spirit, there's perfect unity of all the prophets. 
perfect unity. Always has been, always will be. You see it in Ezekiel. Ezekiel's talking about Daniel. There were prophets of the same era. And they're talking about other prophets in the prophets of the Old Testament. So it's like, you're honoring, if you're a prophet, you will always honor other prophets. Now you'll attack false prophets. <laughs> this is why I'm like a drunken man because of the false prophets. Jeremiah 23 verse 9, it is written. So the drunkenness is to deal with the false prophet Jezebel. The drunkenness is to deal with the red dragon pride and the animals. The drunkenness is judgment towards terrible, carnal, worldly, soulish, religious, charismatic, sorcery-filled leadership. And the wine is going to get stronger and stronger. One of the ten signs of the deliverance of this generation, just like ten signs for Moses and his exodus, there will be ten signs in our exodus of the sons of God raising up the whole bride out of Babylon into Israel, or Zion, above the snake line. And the ten signs, well, gold, oil, gemstones, but wine is one of the ten signs of the exodus of your generation. The wine sign, the gold sign, the feathers are a sign, and there'll be many more. And don't just get there in your brain and try to figure out the signs. Get into the ones that are released and revealed right now in the earth and walk with the prophets, the gold sign, and walk closely in, in the spirit. Remember, it doesn't need to be flesh. This is not carnal Christianity. We're not Luciferians. In the spirit, walk closely with the spirits of the prophets. The Bible says Babylon the Great has fallen because of God's love for the spirits of the prophets. On account of my prophets, I have condemned Eve into the crystal sea. That's what the Bible says, book of Revelation. I have condemned her. The destruction of Eve, which is the soul of man, into the living waters. So the prophets are bringing her down. On account of the spirit of the prophets, I have judged her, it is written, because they're the only ones that have not fornicated with her, which is be soulish. Soulishness is the fornication with the fallen angels. So it's not even a matter if you're immoral right now it's what's the measurement of your immorality of your soulishness which means the presence of self and the self-consciousness of your soul that's immorality that's what immorality is truth anyhow so all of that is just going to get obliterated out of us you guys and you're only going to be aware of the glory it's good news <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Let me just uh, release some healing oil, wine, water, fire, and gold out of the Zion dimension into your minds and into your souls. Let it flood and saturate and marinate and baptize you. Let Zion baptize you. You got to be baptized in the rivers of Zion. It's a baptism. Once you're baptized, you'll have the abilities of the rivers, but if you're not baptized in the city inside the man of light, the light being God the Father, there's a city inside his heart called Zion. That's the mountain of the Lord. That's where your promised land is. But to get in there, you have to love all the stuff that flows out of there through his prophets in the world. And they'll lead you inside the Father's heart so you can be a citizen of Zion. That's the new Jerusalem that comes down like a scroll. That's your promised land. There has to be a baptism of all the seven rivers of Zion. 
And then you have the abilities of the seven spirits of God, which is sonship with the rainbow halo, which is called the crown of the overcomer and the crown of immortal, invincible life, where there's zero animals, zero males, zero females, zero Greek, zero Hebrew, nothing human anymore. Even though there's a vessel, there's an earthen vessel, it's changing constantly because the angel of God is standing up on the inside of the vessel. A jar of clay with what? Treasures. If God calls it treasures, that's the things that God calls valuable, and He's the Father of spirits. Nothing more valuable than the fathering of your spirit into full spiritual stature through the 33 degrees of your soul by the killing of all the birds, by the killing of all the reptiles, and by the killing of all the beasts of the field, in all the elevations of your soul as you ascend with Christ through your souls out the top of your forehead, which is the mark of the overcomer. You've overcome yourself. It's the only thing you overcome, guys. The only thing you overcome to be an overcomer is your own soul. Truth and yeah. And we'll end with that. Thank you, Father, for the empowerment in our spirit to overcome ourself. That's the only thing you're overcoming. Jesus said you don't have to be a hypocrite blaming others. All you need to do is overcome your own heart, overcome your own mind, and if you cleanse that out by the Holy Ghost, you're in heaven. You'll be in the glory so deeply, so perfectly, that it'll just exude the third heaven out of you in every direction. Prosperity on a level you can't even imagine. So this is something I've always applied to myself. Because this is real discipleship. I mean, if there is anything ailing me on the outside, the Bible says, or Bob Jones also taught this, that it's just it's an opportunity to go higher. And so we're teaching ascension so that you can overcome anything easily. And if you're not going high enough and stuff can still touch you on the outside, it's because there's hooks in you on the inside that you need to examine your soul or self to see if you be in the faith. Would make sure there's nothing in you except Christ and Him crucified to death in all your heart and all your mind. And then stir the waters of your spirit and give your soul a drink. And let the fountain of the great deep break up the bowels of compassion in your spiritual stomachs for a fountain of life to spring up in you for the birthing of the Son of God that you may be saved, First Timothy says. <laughs> Amen! <laughs> you gotta birth the Savior from your spirit through all the layers of your soul out your forehead and they looked upon the forehead and the face of Stephen and said, He is as an angel of God. They saw him in union with his father on the inside. They looked at Yahweh incarnate. Hello! Normal anointianity. Normal anointianity being fully possessed and carried on the inside by Almighty God. Colossians 2.10, let this word be sealed in you. And you are made full, filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and have reached full spiritual stature. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the stature of Jesus with zero eyes on self. You look at self, you'll never get stature. If you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, you get your faith authored and perfected and engrafted into his stature, which is full spiritual stature, full ingraftation into the tree of life in the Garden of Eden in Jesus name for everyone who believes <laughs> Amen <laughs> Glory
<laughs> Shaka. <laughs> Woo. If you're getting discipled by Red Letter Ministries, I pray for obedience in your finances to bring tithes and offerings into Red Letter Ministries for the works of God. Let the gift of giving be loosed amongst our people to give into the work of God, into the leaders of God, into the prophets of God, in the leadership of Red Letter Ministries for the advancing of God's kingdom and for all the expenses for the works of God in this ministry to have an abundance by cheerful, outrageous, over-the-top, joyful givers. And if you want to learn how to give, stage one, go get a job. Amen. And prosper in the marketplace and start giving into the work of God and you will prosper. Get disciplined, get sanctified, get purified, get envisionated in the business dimension. You'll be trained in that even if you're a Levite. You must learn the excellence of the marketplace, otherwise you're just ignorant priests that don't understand anything about the real world. God doesn't do that, that's Satan. So we're gonna get really wise, we're gonna get really good in the marketplace. And we're going to use the increase and the first fruits of our house. The Bible says the first fruits of your income into the works of God and into the apostles of God for the advancing of God's kingdom. And then our vats shall overflow with harvest and increase and new wine. Book of Proverbs. It is written. Amen. Someone like a son of man Dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet And with a golden sash around his chest His head and his hair are white like wool As white as snow and his eyes Are like blazing fire His feet are like bronze glowing in a furnace And his voice is like the sound of rushing waters his right hand, he's holding seven stars, and out of his mouth comes a sharp double-edged sword, his face, his face, his face is like the sun shining in all of its brilliance. Second Chronicles 2020. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, 
and you will prosper in the glory! Yeah. 